Well, I'm recording it. It's going. Hello, everybody. This is the Game Lobby Podcast, Episode 1. I'm Nathan. And I'm Brian. And we're going to start off by gently discussing what uh, what kind of ga- game... Nope. Damn it. All right. We're going to have to reset it. So what are we talking about? And first, we're going to initiate our podcast by talking about our purpose as a podcast and what separates us from other gaming podcasts because the genre of gaming is so broad and so liked and it's becoming more popular by the day. We feel like there's so many podcasts out there that we need to say a few words to separate us from everybody else. There's no difference at all. Just run why you can because it's nothing different at all. Yeah, you think so? No, I don't really think that. All right. Well, the first is, you know, I guess our gaming experiences between our, ourselves and why, you know, our gaming experiences as individuals are so different from each other. Uh, because, you know, I'm much more of a hardcore gamer. I have multiple world for, world and U.S. first <laughs> WoW records in my... All right, you can't laugh when I say that. Is <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> why are you laughing? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm, wow. I'm not laughing I'm at hurt. I'm not laughing at you. I swear. I'm, yeah, I think you are. I just get, I just, I get tickled. Continue. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to have to begin all over now, Brian. No, you don't. Let's just keep talking. All right. All right. So <clears throat> my experience as, as a gamer and my passions as a gamer is more in the hardcore realm of things. I have multiple world and U.S. first WoW rating experiences, as well as, you know, I'm top tier um, in most MOBA games, including Dota, um, Smite, uh, League of Legends, and even Heroes of the Storm. Rest in peace. Um, my, my favorite genres include, you know, MOBAs, like I just said, RPGs and MMOs, not too surprisingly. Um, whereas my favorite MOBA right now is probably League. Um, my favorite RPG is Dark Souls. And my favorite MMO is World of Warcraft, um, which is really different from Brian's experiences as a gamer, which if you want to go into that. Yeah. Um, everything that Nathan just said, I'm basically not. Um I play games very casually. I collect games. I read a lot about game news, but I play maybe two hours of video games every week. But that doesn't mean that I don't have a wide palette and then I love them. So, shall we? All right, so we're going to go into um, gaming as a whole and, you know, the current state of things and, like, important news that's going on right about now the first of which being the release of death stranding which just came out um this is the game that kojima's been working on for a while and it's like the first game that he's released since you know since the uh play test of silent hill rest in peace and brian you, you know a few things about it uh not really <laughs> i not really i've been waiting for this game for i guess five years it's been shrouded in mystery for five years or four years i don't really know it's been a really long time and you know when he first talked about it he came to a presentation he was like you know this game it's like when you're a kid and you're playing with sticks and rope there's some weird discussion he had with that if you recall like he was very vague about it ever since the beginning it was like really was shrouded in mystery and i have to say i think that explanation is still great and it holds up it does from what i'm seeing in the videos it's it's weird i don't know i don't know what this game is but 
you know what? It still looks really cool. Like, I'm excited for it, but the sad thing about it is, like, it doesn't look like it's a game that really uh, respects your time. What do you mean by that, respecting time? Like, when I think about... when I think about respecting time, I think about how current WoW is that you can, like, spend an hour and get a piece of loot that is better than a loot that takes 10 hours to get. And that's how I review, like, you know, not respecting my time. No, I feel you. And let me, okay, let me just preface this by saying, like I said, I've been very excited for this game. I'm a big fan of Hideo Kojima, even though people think he kind of has his head up his own ass. He probably which actually, does. Which he probably does, but I kind of like that about him for some really weird reason. It's kind of like why people like Kanye West. Yes. Um, but And I think gaming needs its own version of that. But he doesn't really come off as an asshole. I don't know if he is. Maybe he is. Maybe I mean, he does wear a Che Guevara t-shirt, which... Come on. He, he seems like a guy I would want to meet and hang out. I think he would be cool. But anyway... I like, I love Hideo Kojima. I love Metal Gear Solid. Um, I think lots of people will like this game. I even think there's that I would like this game, but it just looks like it, it, it takes a long time to do everything. Like, like traversing the world takes a very long time. It seems like you have to push the triggers to make your character walk correctly you have to manage inventory you have to take care of the baby that's attached to your chest there's this rain that falls from the sky called like time fall or something that degrades equipment your boots get degraded and you have to fix them and there's lots of there's just lots of like little things that add up that take a lot of time and it's it's just like when i sit down to play a video game i kind of need more instant gratification of fun and i feel like that's not really what this is and that's fine like i if i had a week of doing absolutely nothing and i could just play death stranding for five to eight hours every day like i bet i would have fun with it 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 looks like a super advanced walking simulator and i know walking simulators are used kind of as like a derogatory terms but i actually like some walking simulators i don't know if you i don't know if amnesia counts as a walking simulator for instance maybe it does maybe it doesn't there's probably different degrees of it yeah there's definitely different degrees of it when you think about amnesia there still are puzzles involved and there's still like inventory right. management whereas like a game like firewatch like there's literally no game and when you're looking for journey or dear esther like one of those kinds of games dear esther is like almost like a meme it was so bad i, I heard like it was like there's like literally nothing I feel like that was the game that was because like what was that one game where everything like the the whole game was oh wow we have a really fancy narrator isn't it so edgy and quirky fuck that game all right you you keep talking I'm finding it go figure it out but anyway like I feel like gaming has a place for things like this like there's nothing wrong with it but it's okay to say I am not gonna play this game it's probably going to bore me but it's probably also very fun for a lot of people and like that's what all the reviews kind of are revealing as well like stanley parable you have oh yeah stanley parable but like you have like some places are giving it perfect scores some places are giving it like high 80s ign gave it like a six point something you have 
just people that say it's one of the worst games ever. Like, it's very polarizing. Um, so, and I think it's just because it's a very particular taste, and mm-hmm. it's it's very hard to describe what that taste is because Hideo Kojima is very weird, and he and nothing he does like makes very much sense to anyone. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about you know Metal Gear Solid, you know, I can tell you the entire story of World of Warcraft and Star Wars, but if you ask me what happened in Metal Gear Solid one through four, I beat all those games ten times each. I could not tell you a single thing. I'm like, well, some some of the Metal Gear Solids, I think made more sense than others like i thought metal gear solid 3 was pretty good um even if you didn't watch the 30 minute cutscenes, i feel like you who did still... who did <laughs> no yeah i i always i always skipped the beginning because it was just too damn long but like i still kind of understood what the plot was i thought the end of the game was very moving it was a very uh, it was very cool like the final boss fight and if you're japanese you need the final boss to end in a field of flowers <laughs> look at bloodborne boom how they go dude japanese like their fields of flowers or sekiro yeah Sekiro as well oh my gosh i don't know if that's a spoiler that game's been out for long enough at this point but anyway yeah, I'm still I'm not I'm not super excited for Death Stranding, but I also want to play it and I'm I'm happy that it exists because it's quirky and it's weird and I feel like big budget video games don't take very, very many risks. Yeah, yeah. So this needs to exist even if I will not have that much fun playing it probably. Going into it, all I know is you're Norman Reedus, you're this post-apocalyptic, and you have a fetus, and you have a giant-ass backpack. That's literally all I know about this game. And now you're telling me that you have to you have to handle every fucking step. That just sounds annoying as shit. Like I just wanted to be Norman Reedus from Boondock Saints. I and I didn't want to worry about taking steps. I did not want to worry about some fucking baby. I wanted to go in and say like shit like, "Who needs some fucking rope?" That's my Irish accent. And like just kill bad guys in a post-apocalyptic world but now you're saying that you don't have to handle each step i feel like combat would be like really hard if you had to like take each step really so there is there is combat and it looks fine like it looks like it could be fun enough i mean the shooting mechanic look I'm like Metal Gear solid shooting mechanics yeah like but i'm not sure like again I, i've played the game i can't critique it very accurate but like i don't know how often you're going to be fighting shit and like i don't know if like you can fight the BTs, like the ghost enemies, I think you can, but probably not the same way you fight the the human enemies. And again, I don't know how often that happens, but like for me personally, my favorite part of games is uh, killing things and like doing action. So, man, you can't say your favorite thing in video games is killing things, man. The fucking news media, the media is going to get after you and say that you're a fucking serial killer. Well, good thing no one's listening to this. So, oh, that's fair. Uh, I think I think I'm I'm good on that front. But anyway, like like I don't know. I think I will play this at some point. I think I will probably not. <laughs> I know you definitely will not. <laughs> There's just no way. There's just no way I will fucking play a game where you. It's the walking is the centerpiece. That's just hey, do you want hey, do you want some really cool walk? Like I want to sound like a boomer. But hey, you want to you want to hear a really cool walking simulator? Go take your dog outside, you fat fuck. How about that? 
fucking millennials. <laughs> How about dude. that? Okay, I feel like I have to say something that does look really cool about this game because th- that obviously sounded like a lot of bad things yes. or a lot of things that I thought were bad. The thing that I think is super cool are like the social elements like have you seen that at all no like the... the social elements so how much the society's left if it's post-apocalyptic and you know you have to carry babies it's pretty so it's pretty cool like the like the asynchronous like multiplayer aspect of it where like you can build so like as you're traversing the terrain like you have to build structures you have to like you can build like ladders or outposts or you can build roads and things like that and when you're building these things you're not only building it for yourself, but other players, when they're traversing the world, will come across your the things that you've constructed, and then they can take advantage of that, and they can build on top of it, and then more players can take advantage of that thing. So it's kind of like Dragon's Dogma and Dark Souls. Possibly. Po- yeah, well, so that's, yeah, it's kind of like a Dark Souls element where, like, Dark Souls will tell you, like, like you can leave notes for other players and things like that, but... And I think the difference here is like you're actually building things that make a mechanical difference okay. in the game, whereas Dark Souls was kind of just like giving you hints, right? Yeah, I mean, there's other ways. Like, um, the more times people like kill things in a certain area, you get more heat, like Estus Flask recharges. But oh, okay, yeah, really subtle things so, you, I would never notice. Yeah, so I think that's really cool, and like you can like. Like you can like the structures, uh, and I don't know. Okay. I don't know if that like gives you. Yeah, like in Dark Souls, if, if someone likes your better. message, you actually get another heal. That's what I mean. Yeah, I think you get something from the likes, but I don't know. I I, sh- I should have looked that All up. All right. Before. So but anyway, one I question I have about this. All right, I have one question about this. So day one of World of Warcraft: Warlords of Draenor, you get a quest where you basically have gun gunpowder, and you have to make a gunpowder into a certain line to light up a bomb. The first thing people did was make the swastika and dicks, and then put it all over the internet, right? I wonder how common this is going to be in a game where you can make stuff and have everyone see it. You know, that's all I'm saying. My theory is, I feel like the the people that will probably be playing this game are not the ones drawing dicks and swastikas. Mm, you know, maybe. <laughs> if I had to, maybe. maybe. I don't know. Maybe when it comes out for PC, you'll see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Or maybe people are already seeing it. That would be funny to look at. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know if they have a way of uh, policing that or tracking it. It seems like a hard problem. It's kind of like how when Classic WoW came out and like they got rid of the whole mechanic of uh like your your skeleton like your skeletons like oh. don't stay around after you die yeah. because people smelled like really uh, gamer up words stuff with them. gamer words gamer Brian. words yeah so and. I kind of uh, respect Blizzard for being like, no, we don't trust you guys. Like, you know, you don't get that. I mean, you're yeah, I mean, so poorly, you're so poorly behaved. We're just not. Nine years it. later, <laughs> you know, we're making swastikas with gunpowder. So, I mean, it's pretty fair, dude. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't fault them for doing something like that. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see. It's only a matter of time. I think the game came out. Uh, yesterday, I've been watching coverage on it since last week because reviewers. Got yeah, it last that's what. Week, yeah, but... that's why like, I always like don't know like when things are released anymore because like I just watch streamers play games. So yeah, well, let's. When did it come? November eighth. What's today? November ninth. Oh, yes. it came out yesterday. Okay. okay, so that's that. Maybe maybe all the offensive 
social elements will be surfacing today. <laughs> Hopefully. That'll be good. I, I, I guess. I <laughs> eh, hope not. That's not a that's not a fun problem to solve. Yeah. As a developer, that'd be pretty difficult. Alright, well. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. I can't I can't say anything more. Until you play it. Until I play it. Going on to the next news would be BlizzCon just happened and they uh, released a bunch of stuff. But uh, I guess like the first thing to talk about is like the whole, um, you know, China conference. Um, man, what's that word? Controversy. There we go. Um, and that, you know, there's like so much problem with them and like Hong Kong now. And like first, like the problem with the NBA happened and now fucking Blizzard, like banning people who say, you know, how about Hong Kong people shouldn't get shot in the eye for saying, they want freedom, but maybe it's like a controversial thing to say these days in America. Yeah, and uh, you know what's it's funny because this happened. What did this happen at the beginning of October when they um, banned that player for a year and took his money away? And then BlizzCon, yeah, and then BlizzCon was a month later. Um, and then people were like really curious about how BlizzCon was going to be like. They were like, well, what if they just don't have BlizzCon? Like, what if they storm the gates and just, they just totally ruin like the Q&A and there's protests everywhere? Like, oh, it could be like a total shit show. But, and I think, but the funny thing is like it happened or like BlizzCon happened and there were some protests, I think, but they weren't very Big. large. Yeah, they weren't really covered. And like, and I think Blizzard kind of knew that, okay, well, we'll just show all of our awesome games coming out soon. Like, they're going to do that anyway. Forget about it. But I really don't <laughs> think that's, like, a great argument from people. Because, like, they're like, oh, the only reason why they're talking about their games is, like, to hide the fact of, like, you know, they're doing China. But that's what BlizzCon was. That's the purpose of BlizzCon is for them to talk about this stuff, you know? So Right. Like, well, I don't think it's the only reason they revealed those. Like, they wouldn't have, like, scrambled in a month to like get, well maybe they, i don't know i don't know how blizzard works behind the doors but like i had a feeling they were going to show this stuff anyway but maybe they were confident that like eh, people are going to be excited about this stuff and i think people are i don't know i, I mean i mean as a whole it's like i don't know like i don't want to be like just america but like as a humanity we kind of just forget shit pretty quickly i mean like are you sure making epstein kill himself jokes on your memes but like no one really cares anymore like you know, yeah, the internet forgets stuff very easily. I feel like Canada Prime Minister does blackface and about like no one cares about that. <laughs> like I don't know, just people just don't even care anymore after like a week. Especially if you're releasing, uh, your someone's releasing their your favorite new games. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like it's like mm, you know, Diablo Four yeah. is looking pretty cool. Yeah, like, <laughs> I can't wait to play that. I forgot what that bitch's name was, but like she looked pretty cool, dude. Are you really gonna gonna like two years from now not buy Diablo Four no. because something Blizzard did two years prior? No. Like I don't I don't think so. No. I don't. So I guess that does lead that us said. into you know discussion about Diablo Four. I guess to start off with, um, they released you know uh, some gameplay footage and three characters so far. They released the Barbarian, the Sorcerer, which basically just seems like the wizard from Diablo Three. And whatever it was and called in Diablo 2. And they're bringing back the Druid, which I am a big fan of. Um, first of all, I love that he's a husky boy. Um, you know, 
Um, I, I love that. I love like how you know it's not just the same proportions of every character. Um, and you know, he seems really interesting. That you, it's a werewolf and a werebear. Um, I'm wondering, like, you know, how much customization you can put into those abilities. Um, you didn't get to see too much in the customization of abilities. So, like in Diablo 3, how it worked is that each ability uh, was its own thing, and it had five runes, and it changed like the, how it, uh, the damage occurred: lightning, physical, poison, etc. Um, and basically, you'd build your build around you know those effects or the elements done. Um, so I'm really interested to see how they do that kind of customization, Diablo 3, as well as the atomization. I think what he, uh, one of the developers said that is that they're going to go way more into, you know, making legendaries feel legendary again. Um, I don't think the set bonuses were that great of an idea in Diablo 3 because they just felt forced upon you. And when something's forced, that kind of gets rid of choice, which is the whole thing about Diablo is that you want to play your character the way you want to play him, and then you get items according to how you want to play it. And uh, tier sets kind of just remove that entirely. Um, because, like, one tier set for, like, a wizard could do, like, upwards of, like, several trillion damage per second, and then another tier set would do less than a million. Um, so it's because you can't really uh, balance it that well. Um, you really just got to get rid of the tier sets as a whole, I think. And I think that's what they're going for. Um, and the graphics look exactly the same from Diablo 3. I think they look a little bit better. They don't look um, but exactly they look, the same. To me, they do. They really do. I think it looks, I think it looks a lot more like uh, hellish or something. Like, it looks darker to me, which... Like, more... Okay, like Di- I can see Diablo that. Diablo 3 dirty. had a little, like... It was a little bit cartoony. Cartoony. And not yeah. not like Borderlands cartoony yeah. or something, but yeah. like there was like if you think about like the status effects and kind of like I don't know, the way characters were, I feel like right. it, I don't know, it seemed like cartoony and I mean I know you've played like Diablo one and two, right? Or two at least. Yeah, yeah it looks a lot more similar to Diablo two than Diablo three. Um in, in, in style. I like that. I think that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's called Diablo, for God's sake, so... Uh, I'm really just excited about to see what other classes they have. Um, you know, generally following the RPG, like, you know, cycle, you do need a light armor, fast attacking type of class, and that's generally what I gravitate towards. And so I really hope that it comes out, because the monk was a very big... Um, just made me feel like shit. Oh, the class was not really fun. It was more utility and su- support. Or as damage dealing like the rogue or assassin um, in Diablo 2. So I'm really hoping that they release a light wearing fast attacker um, that I can play um, because the druid and the barbarian do not really fit the bill there. So you were talking about like this, the sets, right? Like the armor sets? Yeah. So... They're getting rid of shoulders, actually. Oh, really? Which is really fucking weird, yeah. Well, that sucks. I like, I like customizing shoulder pads. But anyway, so that's one thing that they're, you said they're thinking about getting rid of and that you're kind of excited about. So like what, if you could like take out things, other things from Diablo 3, like what would they be? Or like what would you add that they like maybe haven't revealed yet? So one thing I guess is affixes. Um, They talked a little bit about the affixes they're releasing. So for those who don't know, um, elite packs are obviously packs of standard mobs, but just harder. They have more health and do more damage, but also that they have affixes. Um, In Diablo 3, their affixes would be things like they would deal electric 
like around them, they would have they would spawn more of them. They would have double health. They would turn vulnerable for a few seconds, um, and a lot of them were just not balanced well. So I guess what I would say is that they should focus a lot more on these affixes because like when Diablo three first released, Brian, you'd go into a dungeon at least on Inferno, right? Because I ain't no bitch. All right, yeah, I beat Diablo three pre nerf Inferno. What's good? And you'd enter these dungeons and you'd say, oh, these guys have double health and vulnerability. You just reset the dungeon. That's impossible. You, it cannot be done, unless you're um, that one guy who you know spent millions of dollars, like thousands of dollars. Um, so I guess like the um, Athene. There we go. Um, so I guess like just more balance and more affixes. I feel like affixes were great because they, it does put like a lot of um, variety in the combat, but they need to balance it better and they need to. I feel like solely like for every season there should be a new affix. Or several new affixes. Um, don't know why that that is not a thing. Um, I guess the most important thing now um, is in in the seasons is actually seasonal changes. Um, so in Diablo three, you know, every few months there's a new season, and you level up a new character, and you try to get the highest greater rift score. And that sucks ass because it's literally the same game every single time. Um, so there need to be new affixes. I feel like new affixes would be a great way to make every season feel different and release new legendaries. Even though they do release new legendaries in Diablo 3, it's like two per class. And that doesn't really change anything because they're garbage compared to tiers. Uh, because tiers exist, legendaries don't mean as much because you need the tier bonuses. So that's like another reason why I'm saying that tiers need to go. So sorry, can I I need to ask a question cuz I didn't I didn't play like I played Diablo 3 actually a decent amount, but I never was like into the seasons or played and, like Souls with me. Yeah. Kind of yeah, like kind of the more hardcore like I have it for Nintendo Switch. <laughs> but <laughs> which is actually a really good port. It's extremely fun to play on in a plane. But anyway, so with seasons, like when players create a new character in a season, does everybody have the same seed like you know what i mean like the same world seed like every dungeon is exactly no every season every 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 dungeon is procedurally generated right but like if i give the random generator like a seed you know what i mean where like it'll randomly generate but the same way every time like is it does every player have the same randomly generated thing you know what i mean yes okay all right gotcha yeah i wasn't sure about that i mean that would make sense i mean how else it has to be like as even as possible, but yeah. Okay, so when you were saying like about seasonal changes, you were hoping for, like, are you hoping for something as drastic as like, d- like changing the environment and having like modifiers on like the way the environment looks and things like that? That would not looks, but how about interacts? Like, yeah, like um, the way doors open or puzzle, like weird, like ways you have to go about through a dungeon or something like so that. So basically the end game of Diablo 3, which is the Greater Rifts, is that it's a proce- you go into a rift and there's a procedurally generated dungeon and you go you beat the dungeon and you go to the next level and you beat the dungeon and you go to the next level and you beat the dungeon as fast as you can. So to change that so there's not really much variety in the appearance. Um, there is and there isn't. Um, but what I want to change besides the affixes could be the world space itself and that you know there could be um, fire circles that explode after three seconds, you know, every like 20 seconds. There could be, um, I don't know, any sort of like affixes, like a firewall. Think of like, um, do you remember the dragon boss in Wrath of Lich King where you're fighting the, 
black dragon in the center of the room and there's like a firewall and there's like a center like something that actually like changes the combat um and it actually makes you need to avoid things in diablo 3 you right. don't really avoid shit you just pop your potion and and you pop your defensive if you have one and you hope for the best and you really just rely on your damage output and your um lifesteal um so i want active mitigation and actually need to dodge um, i feel like the dodge system in the switch right you have a dodge and switch right a roll What's a switch your your a nintendo roll. the nintendo switch you have like a roll. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah 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 that needs yeah. to be baseline um and there needs to be an iframe i feel like that would actually increase the skill cap and it would make it less boring because you can actually you know dodge damage um gotcha so they never added dodge to the PC version? Nope, not PC. That's nope. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, I guess you gotta get a Nintendo Switch to be pro. Guess I do. To be a pro gamer. Mm-hmm. Oh god. The Switch version's so, great though. I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't I they apparently Diablo four is gonna be on Xbox One, PS4, and PC at the same time. So that sounds like maybe if they want to like have everything developed at the same time and be consistent maybe they'll keep the mechanics more the same yeah can hope but i'm excited i'm actually watching the footage right now on mute and i didn't know there was an extended gameplay video and it looks really fun it looks very pretty it looks very fun yeah it looked this might be a game that you know maybe i can convince caitlin to play with me because there is no real, like, until you actually get to, like, you know, the way I play video games, like, Diablo does not take much skill. Um, yeah, that's that's what I like about it. It's, like, kind of accessible, but you can also be really good at it. You know, that's what Blizzard is good as a whole, is making games with low skill floor, but a high skill ceiling. And that usually what makes the best games out there, in my opinion. Um, Except StarCraft. Well, I mean, StarCraft, you can still, you can buy that game. And you can still have fun with the campaign. Yeah, you could still play it on easy or something, and you don't have to like have your That's soul what I did sucked out of your face in multiplayer. I've I haven't played StarCraft in five years, so I don't I don't. Well, it's like free now, and they added like a bunch of other ways to play the game. But yeah, really, I I I wonder. This is a little off topic, but I wonder if they'll ever just like will they stop making starcraft is that a stupid question like i feel like people aren't as like into rts games as much anymore i know there's obviously a huge audience for them um like there's lots of other rts games out there but i feel like i don't hear things about starcraft anymore is it just because they aren't doing that much with it or is it like people are actually losing interest? I mean, I feel like people are losing interest because the game was came out like several years ago well, it came out in, like, 2010, I think. Yeah, it's a while. That's a while. Um, honestly, the fact that the game is even talked about at all still, I feel like, shows that there's there would be a lot of interest if StarCraft 3 came out. I mean, most nerds, most PC players started PC games in the realm of RTS. And I feel like most of them, we, we play the campaigns, for sure. Um, I feel like if you make a good RPG, the nerds will come. So I don't know what they're doing with that. Yeah, maybe it's just one of those things where like people say there's no interest, but it's, there's only no interest because there hasn't been a new thing. Right. It's like a self 
self-fulfilling prophecy kind exactly. of thing. So the next thing that they talked, they did in BlizzCon was the release of Shadowlands, which I am honestly kind of hyped for. And then you're going to be disappointed when you when you plow through it. <laughs> no, so let me tell you what happened with. All right, so the main problem with um, World of Warcraft for me and for most people right now is that when you play through classic from classic to like Cataclysm and Mob, um, there's always a vessel slot and there's always a clear cut destination. My like as me, I was like, all right, I want my best in slot, and then I'm done. Maybe I'll help my guildies if you know I'm being nice, but if not, then fuck them. I'm just here for the gear. All right, that's but like now with the introduction of you know Warforging, which they did just take out of from the next patch, and the like the introduction of um you know the Azeroth system in this expansion. There's basically no end to your progression as a character, and if there's no end. Progressing, if there's infinite progression, then there's a forever moving yeah, field goal. So there's like, you know, what's even the point? Um, so that's kind of what ruined the game as a whole for me for this expansion. Um, the first raid was pretty good, but then the fact that, like, you know, I had to do every difficulty every week because there's a chance of an item warforging and being my best in slot, it just really just made it feel like shit. Um, so. I don't know what any of that means. Okay, so a Warforge means that you get a staff. All right, let's say that you, you do a dungeon, and that staff drops five intellect. And then you do a raid, which because a raid is harder than a dungeon, it gives you 15 intellect. But because of Warforging, there's a 5% chance that that five intellect becomes 20 intellect. Therefore, making that staff better, even though you took no skill to get it, much eat better just because of, like, a 5% chance. A random chance. Yes. Um, they're getting rid of Warforging, which is great. So they're getting rid of that percent chance of you doing nothing, getting better loot than getting, you know... Um, man, I don't even know what's called Mythic rating, um, which is the third difficulty, hardest difficulty. Um, so doing that, and basically the whole story as a whole. So basically at the end of... Spoilers, man. Are you ready for these spoilers here? So at the end of this expansion, we're um, killing Nazoth, which is the last old god. Um, and we don't really know what happens after that. Like, we just know that we kill him. And basically, Sylvanas, she basically betrayed the Horde. And she is basically serving someone called the Jailer, who's basically Satan, who's, like, in the afterlife. So she goes up to um, man, the new Lich King, Bolvar Four Dragon. And she basically take, t beats the shit out of him like he's nothing um, and takes the Helm of Domination, which is basically one of the most powerful artifacts ever. And she tears it apart, breaking our, like the, um, the, like the, the ceiling, the, this gap between our world and the afterlife. So we're kind of like connected now. Um, so we have to go into the afterlife, into the Shadowlands, and finding out what's going on with the Jailer and with the Sylvanas and everything else. Um, there's four main factions in the Shadowlands. So if you remember, like, in BC, there was, like, the Scryers and the Aldor. Now there's, like, four of that. And you got to choose which one you would be a part of. Um, and each one of them gives your, your, like, has, like, a universal spell and a new spell, depending on your class, which sounds really interesting. Although, there's, you know, you're just going to go to fucking Icy Veins or Wildhead and be like, which one's my best one for my class? 
still it's kind of interesting but really that's all we know so far about the shadowlands i mean there probably is like more information but i just haven't got up to it yet i just know that they might bring back tier um and they're getting rid of warforging which is all i really care about you know what else i heard that i thought was really interesting and i don't know if it's gonna be a good or a bad thing but i heard that they're uh i forgot what they called it but it was like level squashing yeah, they're they're bringing it down to one to sixty again. That's okay. So if you're level, what is it, one twenty? Is it one twenty? Is that the max level right now? Yeah. So if you're level one twenty, you're gonna you're gonna be put at level one. Well, you're not gonna be one. So one's one. Okay. 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 I get it. So they put you at like fifty five, and then you level up. You do five levels to sixty. So what's the point of that? Like, what are they? Are, are they changing like the numbers? Like, is the stats and the, the numbers you're yes. hitting? So you won't be doing like a million DPS. You'll be doing well. Like, I don't know if they're doing a number squish. They did do a number squish like one expansion or two squish expansions ago. And it messed up things, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, that didn't mess up things. What they do that messes up is warforging. Actually, is the biggest thing that ruins it, right? Because in vanilla. Like, the change between one raid and to another raid was, like, five item levels. But because of Warforging, the difference of the item level between raid to raid had to be bigger. So, because of that, the numbers got bigger and bigger exponentially throughout an expansion. So, because, like, these numbers kept getting bigger and bigger every, like, raid, the number squishes had to be more frequent between the uh, expansions. But another reason why they're doing this number squish is that, like, if you're going to Duskwood, you could, you'd, like, do, like, three quests now, and you'd already be done with Duskwood. So, but now they're making it so, like, everything is universal. So you can, like, stay in Duskwood and things level up with you, kind of like Skyrim. And therefore, like, you can, like, do each zone and take, like, actually, like, just enjoy the zone and understand the story and everything and take it, like, as it is rather than, oh, I already out-leveled the zone. I have to go to the next place. Gotcha. And can't, I, I also heard that they were letting you basically pick the expansion that you wanted to focus on that's like the most fun yeah so like once you get to like you know i assume 30 or 40 then you can do 10 levels in mop and then like 10 levels in wrath things like that and you can like choose that sounds cool because like i like if i'm not gonna do it because i just i can't play wow anymore but but if i had to i would want to do burning crusade wrath of lich king and fuck everything else because <laughs> like that's that's what i played i do royals drainer because it was the fastest <laughs> so you still want to go fast well yeah but you know i get it okay well all right i feel like we've been talking a lot about blizzard so yeah why don't why don't we why don't we take a break And we're back from the break. Oh my god. There was no break. There was no break. We don't take breaks here. We don't take breaks. Alright, Brian, tell me what you've been playing this week. Or recently. Okay. So, I recently got Borderlands 3. Because uh, I, I wanted to play with one of my really good friends. And it's... Wish I had friends that wanted to play video games with me. I would play video games with you bullshit eh, half bullshit and it was really fun i loved it i was having a great time playing it and then I'm saying past tense yeah i'm saying it in past tense because here is the transition then the outer worlds came out and 
it's so fun. I like I can't like I honestly don't remember the last game that I had this much fun with. It like it's it's starting to like it's evoking like my nostalgia for like playing Mass Effect. Oh man. It's like it even has like a lot of Mass Effect vibes to it. Like intergalactic doing quite blah blah blah. Like it is so fun. And it's funny because the game kind of looks like Borderlands 3 to someone who's like not really that plays games. So Laura was like, is this the game you were playing with Dylan? I was like, no. It's totally different. She's like, it looks exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) Because like you're wandering around with guns and you're... Anyway, it's, it's awesome. And it's funny because we were talking about Death Stranding earlier and I was saying, I feel like I will struggle to play this game because it doesn't really respect your time that much, which is fine. Like, there are, are really long movies that don't respect your time also, um, and they can be good. But the thing that I love about The Outer Worlds is that it's just always fun, and they cut out the the bullshit that's that I think wastes my time, personally. Like, like it's one of those... Like, it, it is an, an RPG, and it is kind of an open-world game, but it's one of those semi-open-world games that I feel like have been becoming more popular recently. So, like, it sort of gives the same vibes as, like, uh, God of War for PS4. Like, you know how that was kind of open-world, but not really at the same time? Like, it's hard to... Ex- it's, like, linear open-world, which sounds like... Uh, a contradiction but it's not it works amazing like i feel like it's the best of both worlds where like you get really tight linear storytelling and very well crafted environments because they got to focus on that but it still gives you a little bit of freedom to roam around and and stuff like that and and the fast travel is just it's awesome um i feel like the environments aren't uh, too small or too big where like I feel like I could walk through it and find some interesting things but I also don't feel stressed out about having missed things in the game really um, and it's just so easy to just transport between the different worlds because you collect tons of quests and the writing is just awesome like it's so good and it's it's so interesting and like I feel like the characters aren't uh, like they're not super memorable like i think mass effect characters are super memorable but the writing is still so good that it keeps me interested and i'm not just like smashing the x button to skip the dialogue like i actually like listening to the characters talk and stuff and um and the combat is fun like it's just solid i like the companion system i like all the weapons they feel very like weighty and fun to shoot and they have like interesting science weapons where you can like mind control people or or change gravity and things like that um it's just awesome so much fun doesn't waste my time um and i definitely recommend it and i i also love how it came out the same week that uh yeah have you been following like all the the Fallout 76 train wreck stuff that's been happening for the past year. Well, well I only know about 76 like, oh, hey, like 76 is a garbage-ass game because it uses the exact same engine from like Fallout 4. So it's like literally the same game, but there's like no content and they just made a game with no content, which is not a game. Well, I won't 
I won't give the whole history of it because it is seriously way too long about all the bad stuff that has been happening to that game Next for the past week, year. Next week, I gotta hear about this. Because I fucking hate Gabe. Wait, no, it's not Gabe. Which is the... What's, what's the guy? What's the main... Fuck Todd. Todd. Fuck Todd, dude. Todd. Poor... I, I feel kind of bad. For a trillionaire? Uh, Fuck him. He can suck my dick. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think... I think Fallout 76 has revealed, like, all the the bad stuff about Bethesda that they've gotten away with for way too long. Like, just broken, buggy, crappy like gameplay experience and they've sort of had like the story like their story elements and stuff kind of carry the games and make them fun Um, but they were like still pretty good they were they were good at writing the quests and they were good at writing characters but if you're actually a, a true nerd and you knew all of the elder scrolls lore dude they just fucking say actually they just retcon every other game and i hate it okay well anyway Dragons were never extinct, Brian. And they said, oh, they're all dead. No, dragons were never extinct, and that was never a thing. Okay, anyway, back to my, back to my point. It, so when the week that The Outer Worlds came out, which, by the way, is developed by the company that made Fallout New Vegas, which people considered to be the good Fallout game. The good one. All the It was made by those, by that developer... Outer Worlds came out the same week that Fallout 76 uh, released this new thing that where players could spend $100 a year to basically have their own private worlds. So you could think of like a dedicated server, basically. And they could have like unlimited storage space in their world that they can like put items in. Uh, they got like some other like unique cosmetics. Um, that sort of thing. But when it came out and people spent $100 on this thing, they found out that the biggest selling points were just broken. Like if you like people players were finding that they spent $100, they would go into their private world and then they would start putting items into this chest with infinite storage space. And the items would just yes. disappear, like <laughs> like their stuff just yeah. vanished. So they oh spent a hundred dollars to literally have a worse game. And then, yes. and then what was the other thing? Oh yeah, I said private servers, but people were realizing that they weren't actually like they weren't private. Like pe- they were seeing evidence of other players like messing around in the world and stuff like that. So the two big selling points of this hundred dollar service are just broken. Like they didn't work. And it was the exact same week that uh, that Obsidian released The Outer Worlds, which is like <laughs> basically what Fallout should have evolved to, essentially. Like, and it's so good. And it it was just the irony was just amazing. I I loved every second of it, and it just shows that like they don't need. And by the way, Obsidian was also the original developer of Fallout, like the isometric, like Fallout mm-hmm. One, Fallout Two. And it just shows that they're just, they don't need Bethesda at all. Like, and it, I just can't wait for them to make. And by the way, they also made the sequel to one of my all time favorite games, uh, Night Sail Republic oh, 2. That's so why the name is so they familiar. They made that too. Yeah. They like, they're awesome. And like, now they have, they have a new IP and it's really good. And I'm really happy. And I can't wait 
for either the sequel or if they make another game. Uh, I just, it's just, it's like, just fuck Bethesda. Like, they're not, (laughs) they're not, unless they, like, get their shit together and they, and they, I don't know, do whatever engine cleanup they need to do or, I don't know what they gotta do, but. Stop ruining their lore, man. Anyway. Stop ruining the lore. Stop ruining the gameplay. I remember, okay, Fallout Four had a, Fallout Four had a free weekend on Steam one time, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try this. Like, it looks pretty guns, cool. The feelings of the gun uh, were awful. It felt like you were shooting from paper. I heard, yeah, really. The guns feel like shit. I well, I wouldn't know because I didn't get that far because I I think like like the third or fourth main quest broke. Like, I just it just lo- like it destroyed. It destroyed a lot of my progress, and I couldn't go forward in the game. I was like, "What that do I mean, do?" Mass like, I can't. Andromeda. Did you prefer really? the game at a game-ending bug? And like the last save was like four hours ago. I was like, "Fuck this." Yeah, I was like, "Okay, well, I'm glad this was a free weekend. I didn't pay for this, and I haven't ran into anything like that in the Outer Worlds mm-hmm. yet. Maybe there is, but I haven't seen anything yet, and." I haven't experienced any bugs that have been like, wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> I I had like a one like visual bug, I think. Um but it wasn't it wasn't that bad. And it's just awesome. They don't need Bethesda. They just don't. Nope. Anyway. Anyway. That's what I'm playing. I didn't describe the game that well. You'll get better over it. You're better at over time. It's good. It's a good game. It's a science fiction game. You go there. It's an RPG, so you build your class, and you go kill bad guys, and uh, there's a good story to it. And you can basically play it for free, since it's on Game Pass, and I think you can get Game Pass for a dollar at the moment. Xbox Game Pass. Wait, it's only a dollar? Why do you tell me this? Well, let me see. Um, I don't want to lie. I think it was nine ninety nine, and then they had like a promotion of like a dollar. Mm. Um, oh yeah, Gears Five is on Game Pass. Like it's, it's. Yeah, awesome. I don't play Gears without Coltrane. That's not Gears of War to me. <laughs> Coltrane's, I think, in it. So, for it says for Ultimate includes Xbox Live Gold and unlimited access to over a hundred high quality console and PC games. It says it's. $15 a month, but you can join for a dollar. Oh, you can also get just the PC version of Game Pass, which is uh, it looks like $9.99 normally, but it looks like they're having a $5 a month thing, and you can join for a dollar. Like, the point is you can join for a dollar and play this insanely good game. So, you should take advantage I'll of think that. about it. I'll think about it if I can get it for just a dollar. Um, but right now, I am too busy playing Star Wars The Old Republic, dude. So, so let me tell you about this. <laughs> let me tell you about my, like, last two weeks. So basically, I got the classic WoW in, you know, in like two, three, in three weeks, I got my character level 60. Um, but then I realized, oh, wait, this is a West Coast server. No one raids at my time. I can't, you know, I'm an adult now. I can't raid until three o'clock. I just wasted three weeks of my life. And I'm not going to, like, level up another character on another server, because it really just does feel awful doing that, especially in Classic, unless, like, you're just a no-lifer. Um, so I'm like, you know what? That was good. Maybe I'll come back to it, or I'll just wait for Shadowlands. 
So then I start up, I'm like, you know what? I need to play an RPG, though. Really want to play an RPG. So I go into um, Dragon Age Inquisition. And I beat that game, like, four times now. Um, I would not, like, sell that game to anyone that does not like really farmy-oriented RPG games. Because that game is... It's a long-haul game, dude. Um, and they kind of do fail at Mass Effect 2's. Like, you know, you can choose from 12 different companions. And each one of them are really different and unique. I feel like there's like only like three unique, interesting characters from like the ten you can have be your friends. I don't know. I just feel like the characters are not that interesting. I always like you know I try to like do a different playthrough with different characters. I'm like I hate these people. Just give me the author cool dwarf guy and um, who is the guy that is the actor for Edward Scissorhands and uh, yeah Johnny, I want to play uh, Gage, and I want to have gay Johnny Depp on my team. Yeah it's Johnny Depp. I want to have gay Johnny Depp. Um, so that, so I beat Dragon Age again and I got the DLC and I'm, I'll probably think about playing the DLC later, but I want to play another RPG cause I just beat that one just too fast as I do with RPGs. You know what I loved about Inquisition? I only played it once and it was when it first came out, but I really, rem- I like the environments. The environments are really good cause you start off in a stereotypical hinterlands, which I like, you know, when you're doing an RPG, I feel like you should start off slow and then get into more high places. It's like a classic, like, forest yeah. place. I think it starts you off really well. With cool streams. And then you can just, you know, go into wherever you want to go, into a desert, into um, a zombie swamp. Like, it just goes all over the place. I thought the desert was awesome. I hate the desert. <laughs> I just liked what the desert looked like. Um, my favorite part about the game was definitely the namesake. Um, I loved the, the dragon fights. Um, those are also like really fun and really rewarding because they give you really good gear when you kill them. And you get a shit ton of experience. And the fights themselves, you know, they all kind of feel way too similar. They're, they do change a little bit and they just feel really rewarding and really fun. And the dragon designs are pretty on point. Um, so I love killing those. Um, and that's really it, is that, you know, um, the combat system, the classes are good. Um, but I try to look at add-ons. I want to look at mods. And you need to, like, it's like fucking Morrowind. You have to download, like, a separate, like, software in order to do, um, you know, use mods for that game. It's way too complicated. I'm like, you know what? I'm fine. Um, so I might play it again soon so I can go through the RP, like, the DLC. But I'll, I'll probably make a new character. I'll probably, like, level up a, a rogue instead of a warrior and play through it that way. Um, so then I'm like, you know what? I want to play another RPG. What do I got? Well, I was on Origin, right? Because that's what you need Origin to play Dragon Age. And I see Star Wars The Old Republic. I'm like, you know what? I love Star Wars. Yeah. I forgot my old account because they made that account when I was like, what, 15? So I made a new one. And, you know, I'm playing through as a Jedi. And, you know, I'm just, in, I'm just playing it just like I would, you know. Um, the Old Republic 1 and 2. I just took my time. I'm just taking my time, enjoying the okay story, and, you know, just enjoying the MMO. You know, like, there's, like, they, because, like, they, they did condense the servers, right? There's, like, two North America servers and things like that. So it's really condensed now. Um, and so you do, you do come across a decent amount of people. And, like, when you do dungeons, you're like, hey, I'm, like, Hey guys, sorry I didn't like. I sorry I died there. I'm I'm new. And they're like, oh yeah, no problem. And they just res you and you just keep going, right? There's no like, you fucking suck. You're garbage, right? It's like there's pre-understand. Like when you when you are like the like the five percent of people that like still play this game, 
you either have like a you're you're just really weird for it, right? You're just either really nice or you're an asshole like in Here's a New Earth, right? Here's a New Earth was the opposite. Yeah, it's one or right. the other. Yeah, like in Here's a New Earth because like that was just like, dude, even the slightest misstep, you're you're done. Fuck you. But in this game, it's the opposite, which is nice. I feel like the I feel like so far, I think the uh, community is pretty good. Um, I'm like already level like 30. I, I think level cap 75. Um, and Sorry, I. You know what? We should. I feel like one time we should just find like graveyard multiplayer games and like figure out like what the community is like if they're just either really awesome or really I'm down. terrible. I'm down. <laughs> that um, would be a fun list to go through. So that's basically what I've been doing is playing those games. Um, just playing Star Wars: The Old Republic and having fun on my Jedi. I wish I had a friend to play it with, but you know, I don't have any friends. That's true. The, re the way I would sell that game is that like mo the majority of the game is free to play. And I feel like the storyline of each class is different enough. And now you can just go through like the storylines for each quest, like class are good. The general quests are kind of garbage. Um, but like, you can just go through the entire game now and just do the main quests. And I feel like the main quests are like 80% as good as the Old Republic 2. So, for me, it's worth it. Um, and the combat's actually good com compared to The Old Republic 1 and 2. I wish they would make a Knights of the Old Republic 3. Yes, please. Which won't happen. Because EA says nope. Because nope. EA bad. And CD Projekt Red good. <laughs> Talking about CD Projekt, dude, I got Gwent from my phone loving it. Did you play The Witcher 3? No. Well, a little bit. A little bit. I played with my brother. I think The Witcher 3 is still worth a playthrough. Um, I might play through it, like, maybe with, like, Caitlyn. I feel like she would like like the story and the... And the like, she's, like, playing God of War with me so far, funnily enough. Well, that game's just... Amazing. I know. And she's, like... Cross she's She's just, like, dude, she's, like... She, she, like, cries every time, like, he's, like, says something mean to Artreus. It's so... Well... So anyway, all right. Well, I think I think that that covers an think, hour. <laughs> I think. So you're yeah. just gonna you're just gonna edit the shit of this, huh? I, yeah.